everybody. I am Gogan Kalra and I'm um, on IT live from Askers 2021. And I am here with Dr. Dagny Zhu and she's graciously agreed to speak with me today. So Dr. Zhu, how are you doing and how do you feel about being at Askers in person? Hi everyone. Oh, it's such an honor to be here and it's so exciting. Over the past year, we've all been cooped up in our homes. And while I got to meet a lot of people virtually and online it's so nice to see them in person many people for the first time and see them in 3d so i think there's an excitement that we've not had for a long time i agree with you and i think that's part of the reason why ask us 21 is special to me because this is my first in-person meeting in the u.s and yeah so it's really exciting so i wanted to ask you about your journey in ophthalmic technology and how you have innovated in your field you know, interior segment, and uh, how did you grow in there? So refractive cataract surgery is like the present day and future of all cataract surgery, right? Gone are the days where you're just putting in a lens and telling patients to use glasses after. We're all expected to get our patients as glasses-free as possible, and now it's so great we have all these technologies. So when I graduated, I didn't know anything about refractive surgery. In residency, we learned the basics of cataract surgery and some of the pathologies but refractive cataract surgery is, is growing. And it's something that I encourage all of the young ophthalmologists to start learning about. If you can't find it through your residency program, you know, look through meetings, look at conferences, network with people in the field and fellowship. Actually, I think there's a lot of great private practice fellowship opportunities now available where you can actually work in a private practice setting where they do a lot of refractive surgery and you can fill in some of the gaps that you might not have received in residency. That's a little bit what I did. And then of course, I did a very risky and unconventional thing of buying a large refractive practice right out of fellowship training. And to be honest, my first one to two years in private practice is when I learned the most about refractive surgery. And I also updated my clinic with a lot of new technology. So they were still doing immersion biometry, manual keratometry. So I bought, you know, the ILR, I got a uh, Zemer femtosecond laser. So we were no longer doing microkeratome LASIK. I got an OCT machine, you know, technology is really important. And then the most excited thing that I'm, you know, passionate about now is offering presbyopia correcting lenses. And now with the introduction of like the trifocal lens in the U.S., I got to be one of the first surgeons in the country to implant it. And it's just really revolutionized what we can offer our patients in terms of spectacle independence. And then also with the new extended depth of focus lens, the Vividi lens, which is the first non-diffractive EDOF lens of its kind, you can offer it to even more patients. So I think this is a growing field and I'm looking forward to new technologies coming out. That is so exciting. I think you really did a good job of just going over, you know, your experience. And I think there's a lot that young folks who look up to you can draw from it. And I'm sure like a lot of our IT listeners are going to be so grateful for your time today. And uh, at the same time, I think uh, uh, you brought up something really important that is growth and being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that is something that is essential and, and, and you did a great job of just bringing the insights out there. So how's it been? How's the Ask Us one been for you? And you know, what is uh, something that you were excited about in this meeting? Yeah. So I got to give a couple of talks on some of the, uh, you know, the trifocal lens outcomes. and. 
I was in some of these sessions with, you know, big leaders in the field. They were in my session and usually you see them far away on, on the stage and the podium. And it's so nice being in the same room with these people. And, you know, I've, again, I've gotten to do some awesome webinars and talks with them, but it's so great to see them in person. So I just think Askris is a great place for people from all stages of their career to come together and network and form friendships. And if you're a young ophthalmologist, I would encourage you to go up to some of these people that you admire and just start a conversation and ask them about their experience and they're happy to share with you. And then you form that connection. And I think a lot of younger doctors are kind of afraid or timid to do that sometimes. But at these meetings, especially when you're in these smaller group settings, like a paper session, you can more easily approach these people that you admire, and I encourage you to do that. Yeah, no, yeah, that that's a great advice there. Thank you for saying that. And that essentially covers my last question as well. So like for younger folks, you know, what would be your tips? So I don't know if you do want to add something there, like, like a parting advice. Yeah. So for young ophthalmologists, I would just say, be brave, have courage, you know, not only in experimenting and learning and adopting new technologies and expanding your knowledge beyond what you learn in your training. But also in terms of your professional network, you know, be, be brave in approaching people, expand your network and connections. And that's what's really going to make you have a fruitful career in the field. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dr. Zou. If you want more IT-related content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ITOfficial. E-Y-E-T-E-A. I-T.